A couple of weeks ago, I had a great conversation with Raffaella. Raffaella is the course author of Contract Testing with Pact on Test Automation University. In this episode, we talk about contract testing with GraphQL and we touch on Web3. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Raffaella, nice to have you on the podcast. Can you give us a little intro about yourself, your company? and what you're up to at the moment. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for inviting me, Lewis. Uh, we finally met, as I said a bit before. And, you know, every time that we are in this QA community, we are always, like, uh, seeing each other, but it's hard to actually take some time to talk to people, which is a shame, but finally. So, yeah, just a bit about me. Basically, I'm, I'm Brazilian. I moved to London uh, 10 years ago now and I have been working with QA since 2008 so I think it's maybe 15 years 16 around that time mm-hmm. uh, so I jumped a lot in different like type of tests and even did a bit of DevOps so depending on the project I need to adapt and learn new things which is good but uh, I'm mostly in definitely in QA, test automation, and yeah, everything around that. And I have been working as, you know, a QA consultant now for maybe four or five years, um, which is a bit different because then you jump even more from one project to another. It's really good because you have a lot of exposure and you learn different things all the time and refresh your mind but yeah yeah i have been well to be honest i think this is this is i have finally found like my place as you know as a consultant because of this uh changing projects awesome yeah yeah i think the variety definitely uh keeps things fresh and keeps you on your toes and yeah you're you're kind of doing stuff around web three and things like that at the moment so yeah yeah, tell us a bit about that yeah so because you know i have been working as a consultant we usually we are working projects that okay it's something that you have done before or something that you are learning but then you always like want to learn something else and i do this quite a lot as well and yeah now i'm learning a lot about web3 it's been a while already it's to be honest i can even compare with contract tests when i start to do and actually contracting testing was something that kind of helped me a lot with web3 smart contracts because they are quite um similar you know the idea the concept i I think and yeah and then i have been working with web3 trying to so we create these Web3 test community now. Mm-hmm. It's on Discord, but we don't have too many people yet. But mm-hmm. I have uh, talked to some other experts in the area and I'm trying to get more people because, you know, it's quite a small and now everybody's talking about AI, uh, not mm-hmm. Web3 anymore. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, I'm trying to get more people, but it's a bit hard. But yeah, I'm learning as well, which is all, always good anyway. Um, something nice. Cool. 
Yeah, and so what do you think kind of the similarities are in the, in the kind of Web3 testing and testing you've done before? In the contract. Um, basically, you know, the, the part of the agreement that you need to, uh, you need to have like for Web3 and blockchain is like proof of concept and you need to have the agreement. And so, you know, before contract tests, I had no idea these kind of things. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, with API is a bit different because of this proof of concept and these contracts that you need to agree from consumer and provider kind of, yeah, was quite related to the Web3 and smart contracts as well. Of course, they have uh, their own particularities. General idea, the concept uh, is, is the same. I think that really makes sense because for me, that was the, one of the hardest things to get my head around was kind of like, yeah, how do you establish these conversations? Yeah, yeah, that, that was a big, yeah, that was a big thing for me when I was learning about contract tests. I remember that was like, you know, that GIF, you know, the guy that was blowing the mind and everything. And then, oh my God, yeah, I don't need to, you know, do the API tests anymore because, you know, was you don't need to rely on the internet and all these things that were quite flaky. Mm-hmm. And was you know was impacting a lot the result of the test of course and then also you know the maintenance because with contract tests basically they generate the contract itself so yeah it was like mind blowing for me yeah definitely <laughs> hot topic obviously is is around trying to scale our tests and trying to make them more stable and everything like that so I think that's that really helps with with that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, this is actually one of the differentials of you know contract testing API, and I was really lucky when I was doing because I kind of pushed contract tests when I was uh, you know in this job because it was a greenfield project, and and then I I saw that I could you know try to influence the developers there. And they were all on board and they were also like amazed when they start to show the things. And we were, it was a really good interaction because we were both like super uh, excited about, oh my God, this is new. Oh my God, we don't have, we don't need to do that. I can't believe it that we are not, you know, yeah. doing the, you know, we are not relying on the internet or anything like that. We don't have speed performance problems. So, yeah. And it was trustworthy isn't it because sometimes you think oh it's just a mock so oh we can trust for sure and updating and everything but you know contract tests it's just like it's trustworthy as much as the api tests yeah definitely and it's it's rare to get the kind of excitement for for testing so Mm. so that's really cool cool environment to be in yeah and so obviously you you kind of have experience with the kind of GraphQL side of APIs as well. I know it was it was quite a while back when you wrote the the article. Hopefully, we can we can jog your memory and, and chat chat about that a little bit. So yeah, what what was the project that you were working on where you were using Graph? Yeah, so I remember was I was a contractor already and was this greenfield project. So we were starting everything from the scratch. And to be honest, the team was quite small. That's why, and because it was a Greenfield project, 
it was such a, a nice experience I remember because I had the autonomy to um, choose everything like test strategy and the and this from the beginning makes such a difference because you know the guys they are choosing the framework they are going to develop uh, everything from the scratch from the development side and business and also the testing side is also like you know in going at the same pace which makes you know a difference when you want to deliver fast and everything and everything is accurate and has uh, have a good strategy and then and then yeah I, I remember that was a react native project and we had to do some tests on uh, the mobile app as well so that was like browser and um, mobile and I was using I was trying to use everything new and <laughs> and the contact test was really new for me and then I thought okay so for you know for the kind of API tests we can use contract test and see how it goes and then for the functional tests I was using a tool called detox uh-huh. I remember it was really, really in the beginning, so there was almost no support. I don't know now how it is, to be honest. I'm going to confess. Uh, even, you know, packed, packed, because I have been working with observability and monitoring Kibana, uh, AWS, um, EC2, all these things uh, now. So I'm a bit like far from um, from these tools nowadays. But yeah, I remember that even Pact was still in the beginning. Uh, but it was super exciting to to test everything and see how it goes and create the test strategy. And the good thing as well was, you know, the team was really good. The developers, they were also learning with me and it was, was really, really good um, atmosphere and, um, and the experience. Uh, everybody was on board to try these new things and see how it goes. And I remember because usually... You know, sometimes I have problems when setting up, you know, especially, I th- I don't know if I'm the only one, but every time that I'm doing a setup, I always like, you know, sweat. Uh, oh my God, this is it's always a nightmare, especially when you haven't done, you know, you do in the beginning of the project and then you don't do like for ages. Um, yeah. And even when it's a, a tool that you know already, so this one was completely new and I was already, oh my God, this is a nightmare. But, you know, it was actually quite fine compared to, I don't know, first time that I set up Selenium <laughs> with Java. <Sure>. <laughs> so it was, it was much better, but I, I remember that, you know, the developers, they were really keen to help and find the solutions. And especially with GraphQL, because I remember as well, there was... A particular thing that I had to do with the data, um, and it was a function. I don't know if they they have variant integration now, mm. but I remember to get the data and compare and do the verification in the end. I remember that I had to do like some special thing, uh, a special function that I had to use, and I took ages to find. Yeah, I can imagine because I, I haven't really worked with GraphQL too much. But yeah, apart from a, a side project where I was doing a mobile app as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the kind of provider state where you've got the middleware and stuff like that, that would be quite difficult to, to configure in GraphQL. Mm. 
but yeah, I guess what I kind of the other differences that you notice between API and GraphQL, if any, when when doing contract testing. To be honest, I really like it to work with GraphQL. Um, you you said that you work more with API, right? And you didn't work yeah. with GraphQL too much. Too much. Um, in terms of contract testing, for me, it was the opposite. I worked just with GraphQL and not not too much with API. But I really like GraphQL compared to the API test that I used to do. Um, and was because, you know, GraphQL is really client and consumer, uh, oriented. So basically, uh, mm. yeah. So you, you got the schema is different is whatever you send, you got the return for, for just what you send. Um, so I thought that was, oh my God, that is so cool. I don't need to, you know, verify everything. I just verify whatever is the return. So this was the, the main difference. And. And also, you know, HTTP, HTTP um, you, have, you have to check, you know, both to get all these kind of different um, protocols, uh, protocols, mm. sorry. It, you know, you need to check all these things. And with GraphQL, it's just posts and you don't need to check all these uh, differences as well. But, but the main thing was definitely the response and because it's just uh, client-oriented, uh, more client-oriented. So, mm. yeah, I prefer, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really interesting because, again, there, there's, like, the, the reason why contract testing exists, right, is because it was trying to make APIs more consumer-led. So, yeah, it's interesting you make the comparison, again, around GraphQL being more client-consumer-led. So it seems like the tools marry up quite nicely in, in that respect. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, also, I remember that, you know, contract tests, they do just a part of the tests. And even if it is, because some people, they, they think, oh, okay, I have contract tests set up and I don't need to worry about anything anymore uh, in this uh, layer. But then I remember we had to think about uh, performance tests and all these other things that, you know, and, you know, usually we don't wor worry too much when we are doing API tests because, you know, it's together. But, but then I remember we had to really think about that. And this is not something that most of the projects that I have, I worked at before, they were worried as well, you know, performance tests, unless depending on the, on the size of the company to be honest if it's the company mm. is, is big like hmrc now they are really focused on uh performance but when it's a small company they don't care too much and then i uh, remember we did just api tests and we did like performance kind of together um which is not ideal of course but <laughs> yeah yeah as you say, when you're on working on a small scale, it makes sense. Uh, and and now you've got auto scaling and things like that. You don't have to worry too much. It is often the case of, yeah, you've you've not thought about a scenario, and I I can imagine that happens in GraphQL as well. It's like because obviously you're searching all of the data, so um, you have to take those things into consideration. Yeah. No. Definitely. I'm trying to remember all the details, but I remember, yeah, mainly the, uh, yeah, this consumer driven was mind blowing for me, um, mm. definitely. And 
and the problem that I had with the retrieving the data uh, from the body, kind of, yeah, something like that. But I think these are the main points uh, when I was doing GraphQL and you know pa using Paxton for the contract sizes. And then and then I remember we uh, because the project didn't last long, unfortunately, which was a shame for everybody. But I remember that we even we 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 were even able to add um, the Pacti uh, broker and everything in the pipeline. So it was really nice to see you know things breaking, breaking you know. But yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you um, like taking your mind back to that because I don't have that experience. It's great to get people on um, who have have a variety of experience so so that's really helpful no and so yeah let's kind of touch briefly before uh we wrap up around kind of the web3 kind of testing base so you mentioned before about the kind of smart contracts and stuff so yeah if anyone's interested in that what's what's how would you explain to them what kind of testing you'd be doing around that oh okay so on that space to be honest the functional tests they are quite similar <clears throat> because you still need to test things for example you know the transaction which i'm i'm trying to see if there is too much difference between uh you know web three tests and any other test that you do for i don't know for example a financial company because basically you need to test you know transaction if the transaction was done and if the transaction is in the blockchain, the, the block was added. And then basically is uh, is like testing database. I think I can compare to that uh -huh. if I'm not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you can compare to kind of testing uh, like a transaction between a database and and yeah you you have this proof of work that uh, it, it is the the part where you make sure that you know whatever was agreed about generating the algorithm and i i, I don't want to be really technical because you know if i go too much maybe it's too complex but basically you know just for people that are interested and you know it's just the beginning yeah, you can compare about like testing the transactions between the the you know the database and and a client, a consumer, or yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a it, it, this is the problem when I start to learn about blockchain. I thought, oh my god, this is so complex, and then you need to think about you know how to explain these in really simple way and yeah and not you know scare people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's a really useful something that everyone can relate to. Hopefully, that, that listens to the podcast. And yeah, I think it's similar when that you're trying to explain to people about contract testing is you're like, okay, there's a broker and there's a consumer and a provider, and then you're like, wait a minute, I've got to explain all those three things before you even get to explaining what it is. So it's like, yeah, I can see the terminology and things. Yeah, uh, get. Yeah, very quickly yeah and uh, you know because blockchain because web3 is 
it is like umbrella of things so you can consider like metaverse blockchain everything is inside but um basically you need to know blockchain what is the technology what does and then you can understand everything on top because everything is built on top of blockchain technology kind of yeah and i think i'm really i yeah i advocate a lot about web3 and blockchain because um, once you know what it is, you kind of get addicted because you think, oh my God, this is the future. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Especially when you you see all the things that are happening now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think, I definitely think there are, there's lots of use cases out there that aren't utilizing it, that, that could be utilizing it. So yeah, 100%. I think there's lots of opportunity in that space. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see because AI now is taking the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Which is fair enough as well, isn't it? It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, AI definitely will help us do our jobs and we'll create new jobs. We'll yeah. replace old jobs. Oh my God, I'm so glad that you agree with me because I had this talk before and we were talking about what was going to be the future of uh, AI. And somebody said, uh, you know, QA, uh, QA and developers, they are going to be ending, it's going to be the end of our jobs. And yeah, exactly. I don't think it is then because this is like super extreme, isn't it? But, but then, yeah, I thought, oh my God, you know, we just need to adapt as we have done, you know, since the beginning of the times, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think in your in your job, kind of moving around technologies and things, you'll you'll be pretty safe of, of a, a simple computer algorithm. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool, cool. So I think we'll we'll wrap up the the episode. But yeah, I just wanted to say thank you again, and, and great to to chat with you, finally.